0: Welcome to the Latest AgriFutures Chicken Meat Program podcast. I'm Rochelle Osmond and I am with Dr Kapil Chisalka from the University of Adelaide in South Australia to talk about his project that looked at sanitizers for commercial use in chicken meat production. Hi Kapil and welcome. Hello Rochelle, thanks for having me. I'm um, more than welcome. I'm very happy that you can join us today. Um, so I wanted to really just kick off with talking about the, um, the sanitizers that you looked at. You, there were two different alternative sanitizers that you looked at in this project. And I was wondering if you could just tell me what they were and specifically what you tested as well.
1: Sure. Um, th- thanks, Rochelle. I'd like to probably get, start with the background, why we why we did this project um, and and currently in Australia, uh, chlorine is widely used in the processing plant, as most of us are aware. Um, there are um, poultry can be source, chicken meat can be source uh, for Campylobacter and Salmonella, which are major foodborne pathogens. And industry does uh, put a lot of its efforts in trying to control them on farm as well as in processing plant. So there are many intervention strategies that are already in place to contain these foodborne pathogens. Um, having said that, um, in the processing plant, uh, still there is uh, there is a risk because of this foodborne the presence of this foodborne pathogens in varying levels. What we looked at is um, the, the chlorine that is currently that is being used widely across the nation as a sanitizer. We looked at other alternatives that could be used to replace not completely replace but as an alternative to chlorine. Uh, and those were the acidified sodium chloride and uh, parasitic acid. So that short form of that is PAA, and the short form of the acidified sodium chloride is ASC. Um, there, are, there are a lot of sanitizers that you can find in the literature. Um, US uses quite a few sanitizers that are listed uh, on, their, uh, uh, on the register of regulatory authority. Uh, in the Europe, Sanitizers are not widely used. Uh, in Australia, It's uh, chlorine is, is, is used widely. Um, so the the point of whole rationale for doing the work is to provide um, a possible um, and cost-effective alternative for chlorine. So we, as, as I mentioned, we used acidified sodium chloride and uh, parasitic acid, PAA.
0: Well, thank you very much for providing me with that that uh, background, Capel. Much appreciated. Um, so with those two different alternatives, what um, did you look at when you were testing them? So you mentioned that you compared them against chlorine. So was there something that you specifically looked at?
1: Yeah, look, uh, as I said before, there are quite a few intervention strategies that are already in place um, on farms such as uh, there are strategies to reduce the amount of fecal material present um, on, on carcasses when they are, um, <clears throat> or in birds, when they are brought to the processing plant or transported to the processing plant from farm. And that those strategies are in place to reduce the fecal load and, as a result, reduce the amount of foodborne pathogens coming into the plant. I must tell audience that there are these foodborne pathogens such as salmonella and um. they they can be present in the birds and birds do not show any symptoms um, of having them. And and that's why it can be quite tricky to contain them because only time you find them is by testing the meat or when there are outbreaks in humans, which are traced back to the products. Uh, And that's why they're quite quite tricky to contain because there are no clinical symptoms that you can see in birds. Uh, So when birds are brought in, Um, the processing plant, uh, we looked at different stages um, because our whole aim was to uh, look at what are the most practical and logical uh, aspects if we were to use these sanitizers at different time points during the processing plant. When birds were brought to processing plant um, and they they go through uh, various uh, processing steps, and I'm not going to go into details of all the processing steps, um, we basically selected two, uh, which we thought could be used to um, to introduce these sanitizers during processing, and those two uh, points were um, the inside outside wash step, which occurs just after evisceration, and the other step was um, just after spin tube. Now these were the bigger birds that we that we tested, um, and the way we did it is we collected. Uh, the whole chicken meat carcasses, so bigger birds from the processing plant, and as a second part of this project, we also um, collected the chicken meat pieces or cuts, uh, because that is another um, point um, where these interventions can be introduced. That's what we we thought during the project.
0: Thanks for that, Kapil. Um, so you co- you collected the birds and you did all of your testing under lab. Conditions which are very controlled. Um, so I did notice that you tested different time and temperatures um, of the different sanitizers. Were the temperatures and times that you selected are they very typical of what happens under commercial processing?
1: Uh, look, yes, they are. Uh, it is. I must take a step back um, and and probably state the limitation uh, outright it is very difficult to replicate what happens in the processing plant. Uh, it's a high throughput system where uh, hundreds of thousands of birds are processed each day in uh, the commercial processing plants. And in the lab, in the control environment, we are essentially doing the bucket trial or dip trials. We tried and, and minimized the variations as much as possible. Uh, when I said we minimized the variations, that means we, uh, we brought them in individually wrapped plastic, uh, sterile plastic bags to the lab. We kept them on ice. Uh, The temperatures, which are 15 degrees and five degrees are very relevant to the processing plant temperature, such as uh, when we collected the chicken meat carcasses uh, just before inside-outside step, we treated those carcasses um, with sanitizers at 15 degrees. And when we collected the chicken meat carcasses after spin-chill step, those temperatures were five degrees or less than five degrees. So we treated those those carcasses uh, at less than five degrees. So they were quite relevant to the processing processing plan. Once we obtained those carcasses, we brought them to the lab um, and the transport time was approximately half an hour to 40 minutes. And as soon as they were brought uh, to the lab, we took the temperature of each bird, deep muscle temperature, and then we exposed them to different sanitizers and had different different treatment groups. Uh, so we had those two temperatures, which are very relevant to what are being currently used in the processing plant.
0: Thank you very much for providing that clarification, Kapil. Much appreciated. Um, I Just when you spoke earlier, you spoke about... Um, you looked at two different types, like you looked at the sanitizers on the whole birds as well as um, the meat cuts. Did you find there any any difference at all between the effectiveness of of those two different sanitizers on either, you know, the whole carcass compared to the meat cut?
1: Um, sure. That's, um, that's a good question, Rochelle, and I'd like, to uh, explain that in two parts because there were two different stages of the project. Uh, the first part I'll I'll provide information on the um, whole birds that we collected um, just after the spin step or before inside our set wash step. So there were two different concentrations that we used for um, acidified sodium chloride and PAA. Um, in the literature uh, some of the concentrations of ASC were established. So our starting point was 900 ppm. And one of the trick with the acid sodium chloride, um, and this, is, this was quite an eye-opener for us in a number of ways, uh, was to add acid in the water first to reduce the pH to up to 2.5. And, and that's quite important because if acid is added after uh, sodium chloride, Then it is very difficult to achieve that pH. So the trick is to add acid first, acidify water first, and then add sodium chloride. And there will be a lot of money that could be saved if this is done. Um, So with the with the ASC, we learned that. Um, With the with the PAA, uh, we used um, different concentration. That was only two hundred ppm, and that is established in the literature. What we did is. for the cost perspective, we halved the concentration from, for ASA, it was 450 PPM. So initial concentration was 100. Uh, half of that is 450. And for the, a- for the PAA, we did a 200 at the starting point because that's well established in the literature. And then we did 100 PPM. So what we found uh, with um, both of those um, treatment, uh, at 15 degrees as well as uh, at 5 degrees, that they, both of those sanitizers were able to um, reduce the compiler and salmonella load when whole birds were collected uh, before inside-outside wash step. I must remind audience that the level of um, any bacteria before birds are uh, put into inside-outside wash step will be higher because that's the first wash step that you can get in the processing plant. And the level of bacteria that you get after spin chill is again, quite low. Uh, so that, that there is a variation in the load of bacteria. But in, in both cases, what we found that these sanitizers work really well. Um, when we compared the ASC versus PAA, we found that the acidified sodium chloride was more effective in terms of um, reduction of uh, salmonella as well as bacteria uh, and with ASC, it actually was uh, effective so much so that it brought the level of salmonella to the very lowest to its lowest level as well. Both sanitizers were quite effective in terms of reducing the total viable count. And what it means uh, is total viable count is an indicator used by many processing plants to determine the shelf life of the uh, of the chicken meat. So what it means that um, these sanitizers could be effectively used for improving the shelf life of, of chicken meat um, and could also be used for, uh, on, on uh, whole bird carcasses for reducing the risk of foodborne pathogens. So that's about the bigger birds. What we did with the, um, with the cuts of chicken meat pieces um, is we treated those chicken meat pieces with different concentrations as well. Now, the reason why we looked at chicken meat pieces um, is because in the literature, what um, there are studies that were conducted within the processing plant overseas uh, that found that once the chicken meat, the whole carcass goes to the the cutting board, when there are are different cuts uh, are made within the processing plant, uh, in some instances, not in all, in some instances, the level of bacteria goes up again. And that there could be a number of different factors. Uh, there could be um, the um, the instruments or equipments that are used to cut or give cut. There could be um, varying level of the standards in the processing plant. And this was all overseas, not in Australia. Um, and and the other factors could be that the compelibacter would be in the, in the pores of chicken meat. And while giving cuts, it can be released. There are a number of theories that have been uh, established to uh, to determine that while that load goes up. So our interest was to how to reduce that risk of and salmonella once the cuts um, are made. And so in this case as well, um, we performed all of our experiments at five degrees for cuts because cuts are made at that temperature, around that temperature. So we performed all of those temperature uh, so all of those studies are at that temperature, uh, five degrees or less than five degrees. And we um, we tested different concentrations of acidified sodium chloride, starting from 225 PPM was the highest and 112 PPM was the lowest. And for PAA, our 100 PPM was the highest and 75 PPM was the lowest. And we compared this with chlorine, I must also remind um, audience that we we always compare the results with chlorine, the existing sanitizer that is being used um, across across the across the nation. And in this case as well, in with chicken meat cuts, um, we tested skin-on, bone-in thigh cuts, and uh, we found that both of these sanitizers maintained the lower um, total viable counts, as well as they also um, lowered the the and Salmonella load um, from pieces, so that again um, it gives us the evidence that the sanitizers had um, had ability to reduce the risk of foodborne pathogens and improve shelf life.
0: Thanks, Capil. Um, you've really given us a great indication of what results you you were able to achieve and particularly because these were done in the lab and as you mentioned it you it's pretty much impossible for you to replicate exactly what goes on in a processing plant in a lab so I guess I was just really wanting to find out from you what the next steps might be to this sort of project you've got some great results so far um, on um helping to reduce food safety pathogen loads on on chicken in processing with some alternatives,
1: but yeah, just wondering what those next steps might look like. Sure. Uh, look, as a, as a scientist, we always um, are interested in knowing the mechanism behind why these sanitizers are functioning in a particular way, and why ASC is so effective uh, compared to chlorine. So we started looking at, um, and I'll, I'll come to a question about what could be done in future as well after explaining this. We wanted to understand why ASC is so effective uh, compared to chlorine and the first point uh, is the pH. The pH is, is fairly low with the ASC; is 2.5. And at that point, um, obviously it's very hard for any bacteria to survive at that pH. The other thing that we found with the acidified serum chloride is acidifier serum chloride actually causes the irreversible damage to the bacteria. Um, so our group uh, did some uh, microscopy work. They looked at um, scanning electron microscope, which actually gives uh, thousands and thousands of time magnification to see how bacteria looks after exposure to sanitizer. And what we found that when these bacteria were exposed to ASC as compared to chlorine, it caused an irreversible injury to bacteria. So bacteria could not uh, recuperate, it could not recoup itself, even if it was uh, put in a favorable condition. On the other hand, uh, when bacteria like Campylobacter was exposed to chlorine, chlorine did cause the damage, but that was reversible. So we could reverse that injury and bacteria could resuscitate itself if the favorable condition was provided. Uh, and so that's something we, we learned um, during, during that project. Now, going back to your point about, uh, yes, these were, these were bucket trials in the lab. And the whole point of doing the work is how to implement this in the field. Um, So next step is um, to look at the logistics and feasibility of using this um, sanitizers in the processing plant. It's a a big undertaking uh, because we will have to work in collaboration with the regulators, um, food safety regulators within the state and the company, if any company is willing to do that. But going forward, uh, that is something um, we would like to uh, we would like to see. or we we'd like to do is look at the feasibility of doing in-plant trials. Those have been conducted in the US, so there is, um, there is a possibility they can be conducted. Obviously, lots of strings need to pull together for doing those trials, that won't be easy, because there can be health and safety implications of these sanitizers in the processing plant. Um, so we need to understand a bit more. Uh, and also understand uh, the the biology how these sanitizers sorry sanitizers actually work, um, and what do they do to the bacteria at the end of the day, and uh, what do they do to chicken meat appearance as well. Uh, one of the good thing about sanitizer is that it didn't quite affect the the visual properties of chicken meat after exposure, and and that's quite an important aspect for industry. So those are the aspects that that could be studied in the future in my view.
0: Well, thank you so much for that, Kapil. It's been lovely talking with you. You've provided us with some great information about where you got to with this current project and some very key critical points as well at the end. Um, I really enjoyed hearing about the, the work that you've done, particularly about what the damage is occurring to the bacteria as well too so thanks again so much for, for your time um, and I just wanted to also say that for anyone that is interested in reading more about your, your project and the results that you uh, were able to, to get the summary document is available on the AgriFutures Australia website And there's also a couple of journal um, papers that have been published um, from this project as well, and they are also listed in that summary document. So thank you again, Kapil. It's been wonderful talking with you. And um, until next time. Thank you, Rochelle.
1: And I would like to also acknowledge the whole team. Um, I I get to talk, but it was a team effort. And I'd like to thank all the processing plant staff who helped us doing this work. And, and my team, which is fantastic. Thank you, Rishal. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks, Kapil.